Welcome to Shear Jashub, a Bible study program brought to you by Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. This is Patty Scalzo, and I'd like to invite you to spend the next quarter of an hour with us as my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, continues his teaching series on Heavenly Authority. The current sermon is on the town of Shiloh in the tribe of Ephraim, and we saw in our last program how the birthright of the firstborn son went from Jacob to Joseph to his son Ephraim. And so Ephraim had to be the first site of the tabernacle of God and the Ark of the Covenant. The place for the dwelling of God by birthright belonged there, and the very name Shiloh means to whom it belongs. But there is another instance of this name Shiloh in the Old Testament used apart from this town, which we will explore today. So now let's rejoin Pastor Greg as he concludes the Sunday message. And as I said, Joshua 18.1 is the first mention of the town. But there is a mention of the name Shiloh one of the time, not as a town, that comes before Joshua 18.1. One of the time it's mentioned, and it's mentioned almost as a name. And guess where that is? Back in Genesis 49 on Jacob's deathbed. Because when he gets down in, in Genesis chapter 49, when he gets down to Judah, he says in chapter 49, verse 9, again on his deathbed, giving the prophecy, Judah is a lion's wealth. When you think of a lion, you think of a king, right? From the prey, my son, you have gone up. He bows down, he lies down as a lion, and as a lion, who shall rouse him? The scepter, what is a scepter? The scepter is a symbol of the kingship. The scepter shall not depart from Judah. The ruling authority shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh comes. Until Shiloh comes. This is clearly messianic when it speaks about this Shiloh coming. The NIV translates it this way. Instead of saying Shiloh, it translates it, the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet until he comes to whom it belongs. Well, that's the translation of Shiloh, right? To whom it belongs. And the obedience of the nations is his. Until Shiloh comes. Until him to whom it belongs comes. And the Septuagint translates it along a very similar line that that name Shiloh there means to whom it belongs. Judah would have the kingship and would remain always with the kingship until, in that line from Judah, the rightful king comes. The king who really is king from Judah to whom it belongs. The son of David, the son of Judah, would in very nature, this king who is prophesied here, this messianic king, until Shiloh comes, and to him shall be the obedience of the people, in very nature he would be Shiloh, where the tabernacle of God belongs, where the ark of God belongs, where the dwelling of God belongs and is. This person himself 
would be the tabernacle. He would be Shiloh, where the dwelling of God is. He would be in the flesh a son of Judah, but in nature Shiloh, a son of Joseph. He would be the dwelling place of God, where the presence of God is stored up, that which is the presence of God abiding in him, even as the cloud came down upon that town, Shiloh, the presence of God comes down upon this man who comes from Judah, who is the rightful king, to whom it belongs, the scepter belongs to him, the anointing belongs to him, the tabernacle belongs to him, the presence of God belongs to him. He is Shiloh. It is his right. It is his birthright. For even as he is a son of Judah, a king, he is the only good and righteous one in all history. And by his eternal nature, and by the things he has done, the deeds he's done, he's earned the right, and he has the right by his nature of what? The firstborn son. He is the only firstborn son of God by his very being. Even as it was taken from Reuben and given to Joseph because of what he did and who he was, this is the only one really that deserves it the right as the firstborn son. And so he has the dwelling of God. He is Shiloh. He is the very presence of God in our midst. And though he comes from the flesh of Judah, he is one like Joseph. That's what the rabbis had difficulty with in the time of Jesus. They were saying maybe there should be two messiahs, one bar Judah, son of Judah, and one bar Joseph, son of Joseph. But the one Messiah, Jesus, fulfills both. He is of the line of Judah, and yet he earns the right of the firstborn because he's one like Joseph by his deed and by what he's done. He is Shiloh, and he deserves the right of the firstborn to be above all his brothers and all his kinsmen. The one to whom it rightfully belongs. He is the dwelling place of God. Look at look what else it says. It says, The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh comes, and to him shall be the obedience of the people, binding his donkey to the vine, and his donkey's colt to the choice vine. And you think about riding the donkey, you think of Palm Sunday. He washed his garments in wine, his clothes in the blood of grapes. And you think about the blood of Jesus being spilt on Good Friday. His eyes are darker than wine and his teeth whiter than milk. The words are pure words that come from his mouth. Ezekiel chapter 21. In Ezekiel chapter 21, it speaks about the sword that God will send. Remember, this is hundreds of years after David. This is around 586 B.C. at the time of the Babylonian captivity. Actually, Ezekiel's already in captivity as one of the wealthy ones, and now they're facing the final destruction of Jerusalem and of the temple in Jerusalem. And it speaks about the sword that God will send upon Jerusalem, upon Judah and all Israel because of its sins, because David's descendants, the kings from the line of Judah, have sinned greatly as well as the people. 
And this final destruction is coming in chapter 21, verse 8. Again, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, prophesy and say, Thus says the Lord, say, A sword, a sword is sharpened and also polished, sharpened to make a dreadful slaughter, polished to flash like lightning. Should we then make mirth? Should we rejoice? It despises the scepter of my son. It despises the kingship in Israel, the scepter of my son, as it does all wood. And he has given it to be polished that it may be handled. This sword is sharpened and is polished to be given to the hand of the slayer. This is the destruction by Babylon. Cry and wail, son of man, for it will be against my people, against the princes of Israel, Terrors, including the sword, will be against my people. Therefore, strike your thigh, because it is a testing. And what if the sword despises even the scepter? The scepter shall be no more. It will crack apart the scepter of Israel, the king of Judah. Then you go down to verse 24. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because you have made your iniquity to be remembered, and that your transgressions are uncovered, so that all your doings, your sins appear, because you have come to remembrance, you shall be taken in hand. Now to you, O profane, wicked prince of Israel, whose day has come, whose iniquity shall end, thus says the Lord God. And God is just. He brings justice even against his own people. And this wicked king of Israel, the scepter, remove the turban, take off the crown, nothing shall remain. Exalt the humble, and humble be exalted. You know, when you go hundreds of years past the Babylonian captivity, the kingship of Judah, there's still a lineage coming from David, but it becomes meaningless as you get to the time of Jesus, the descendant of David through Solomon the king, his name is Joseph, and he's a mere carpenter in Nazareth. The exalted line has been humbled. And the ruling kings, who's ruling as king at the time of Jesus? Some Edomian named Herod, not of the tribe of Judah. How it's been humbled. Exalt the humble, humble the exalted. Overthrown, verse 27. Overthrown. I will make it overthrown. It shall be no longer until he comes whose right it is. Until comes the one to whom it belongs. Shiloh, Messiah. There will come one from Judah. God will raise back up again a king from Judah. The one to whom it belongs. The one whose right it is. It's his birthright. And what does it say at the end of verse 27? And I will give it to him. Shiloh, the rightful Messiah, Jesus of Nazareth, son of Judah, through David, one like Joseph, a good son, one excelling in power and excellence and dignity, receives back the kingship. He is the Shiloh, the presence of God. God's anointing belongs to him. And the obedience of the nations are on to him. And it's an eternal kingship because now it's not centered on human men who fall. Men who fall like Reuben 
Judah sinned, even Joseph sinned. Rather, it's based upon him who is, who eternally is, the Messiah Christ Jesus. He is the rightful Messiah to whom it belongs. Father, we thank you for your scriptures this morning. And we ask, Lord God, that even as we study now the tabernacle at Shiloh and the role it played and then the fall of Shiloh and how as humans we fail and we don't do what we should do. Father God, that we know that we have a king who is and who has done everything he should do and that your presence in him is never taken away. And so we have joy and victory in his name. We thank you, Father, for your son, Christ Jesus. In his name we pray this morning. Amen. We pray that the program was a blessing to you today. God's word is so rich and full of wisdom, and we hope these studies have increased your knowledge of the author and perfecter of our faith. If you have any comments, or if you feel led of the Lord to help support our church fellowship, please send all correspondence and donations to Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle. That's spelled S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B. Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. And if you will be in the Madison, Connecticut area, come worship the Lord with us. Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Take I-95 to exit 61. Go south to Route 1. Turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. We are in the yellow brick and white building. Please join us for our next broadcast of Shear Jashub which in Hebrew means, a remnant shall return.